You're listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jangle, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by by BodyIOFM. And uh, we have a returning guest today, our first returning guest since we've started the show. And she was actually one of our very first guests on uh, Her Body when we first started. Very excited to have her back, uh, Jessica Philippus. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. Quite an honor. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited uh, about what we're going to talk about today for a few different reasons. One is that it's something that's very prominent right now, uh, um, especially since I think social media has really taken over, it seems. Um, and we're constantly bombarded with all sorts of messages of how us ladies should be or could be or, you know, a, a lot of uh, BS that's out there that it is one thing for us to be inundated with it with it as as women as older women and um it's quite another for young girls to see the images the messages that are being put out there these days and and being confused with all the different information and, and visuals especially of what a woman should be um and what we should represent and doing the work that you do with young girls in a sport that thank goodness, is finally gaining some some steam, some wind, um, which I think is awesome. And it's it's something that for young girls especially gives us an opportunity to empower them and teach them values beyond what we look like. And I think that that's invaluable and something that I see in a lot of you know, your social media posts and the way that you talk about what you do and how you work with these kids is what we all need to be teaching our kids. And honestly, it should be like a class in school. <laughs> yeah, it should be. That it, balancing your checkbook and how to be married, how to be a parent. Why don't we, you know, we don't learn any of that in school. Like all the hard stuff that really matters, we just, no, we're just learning about history and math and stuff. <laughs> Right, not very like applicable things in like the the everyday grind. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would like a little real world stuff to have been thrown in there too. That would have been cool, but you know. But you know, I guess that's the jobs of of the parents too, and and hopefully some of the after school activities that a lot of these kids are participating in, and you know, I think something that that stands out about well let me let me step back for a second you you work with girls from what age from middle school through high school oh no 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 um four through 18 four yeah. through 18 so you're really hitting them young that's great <laughs> yeah it's <That's> awesome <laughs> and, and it's the yeah. glenwood girls wrestling team yep glenwood girls called? wrestling club team whatever we yeah <laughs> And just a brief back background for those of you who uh, you maybe didn't listen, uh, get a chance to listen in on, on the first episode we did with Jessica. Do you want to give us a, a brief background of, you know, who you are and, and what you're, how you got to do what you're doing now? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, gosh, where do you start? Nineties, I guess nineties where, you know, around the same age we are, we are right. Aren't we similar age? Alex? We are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So back in the nineties in the Bay area in California, uh, I started wrestling just on a dare. I did not know anything about it. I was not an athlete. It wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I had only done like ballet previously, did a little bit of gymnastics, nothing serious. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I found some, um, welcome challenge, I guess, in the sport of wrestling, even though I was really bad at it. I, it was, I just loved, I loved everything about it. I loved that it was hard. I loved that I hated it most of the time. And I still somehow always wanted to go back for more. I didn't understand that. And so, uh, I think that sort of like grew my, my passion for it. Maybe that, and it just, um, it really turned my life around. So I, like I said, was not an athlete before, uh, you know, I was from a single mom household, didn't have a whole lot going for me before that. And it sort of gave me purpose. And I didn't realize, you know, obviously at the time, what I was doing for myself and my future and my body even and my mind more so. Uh, But I, even with being terrible, I (laughs) kept after it, I kept going. And I ended up, after a few years, um, getting pretty decent. And I became an All-American at the senior level by my junior year. The senior level means I was like 16 competing with adult women. Oh, wow. And then I would say that uh, you, you just said you, you were decent. That sounds pretty far beyond decent. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you always, <laughs> wrestlers, like, we're always hard on ourselves. I know. I, have, I would have liked to have done better, you know. <laughs> um, and then I earned a scholarship to go to the first college in the U.S. that had a women's wrestling team in like 2001. So from there, I wrestled a couple years. I did actually get pregnant. While I was in college with my 11-year-old son that I have now, and but that ended up being, you know, a positive thing that <laughs> I'm able to. Um, I mean, of course, I love him, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> something that I've been able to mentor college-age girls on now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I wouldn't probably would not have been able to do that as well as I am able to if I had not sacrificed so much. Right. So um, it's easier to preach on something that you've experienced yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when they're being weak and like, oh, I just want to give up and I just want to go party and be a normal college kid and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you could have a six month old baby instead, you know, like (laughs) it's true. Could be worse. So (laughs) suck it up. Carry on because your body will never be 20 again. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Very true. So, yeah, so I wrestled in college, um, had a baby, didn't do a lot for a while, and then started in martial arts because that sort of competitive itch. And, like, you know, Alex, with, like, you always still just want to go do flips and stuff. Like, when that, like, burning Mm -hmm. desire is somewhere in your soul, you got to do it. You got to give in to it. You do. So, yeah, you just have to. I don't know. I can't explain it. But... So I did that and started some judo and we did pretty good at judo. And then I started fighting, uh, MMA and did pretty well there too. And then now I'm a professional fighter and 
personal trainer and now fast forward a little more now I'm <laughs> coaching full-time so last year when I talked to you guys I had just started that girls team that's right and I only did the girls and I only had I think I had like 15 last year mm -hmm. like totally on the roster so that means I only had like you know eight to ten in right. practice on average and that seemed like a lot to me this year uh, I didn't even advertise and I have 26 girls and on average I've got like 18 to 20 girls in any given practice that's amazing it's so exciting it's crazy it's so exciting yeah it's and pretty exciting it's for me just being on the kind of on the sidelines like watching you this whole time this pat like over the past year it's been I'm like just giddy <laughs> watching yeah, all the posts and, and the way you talk about the girls and and seeing you I mean your pictures the videos that you post, your commitment to them and your enthusiasm is like intoxicating. I love it. It makes me want to like, I, I wish you weren't so far away. <laughs> I know some of the parents are like, I don't, I, I come to drive my kid here, but I mostly come to watch you coach because it's hilarious <laughs> and it's entertaining, Jessica. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tone it down. I coach the five-year-olds the way I coach the 16-year-olds. Like it's the finals at nationals. Like... <laughs> I don't know how to tone it down, but I wish I did because I had no voice this this season because I also took on the boys team. So yeah, I was the that. head coach of our whole program this year. So it was a little bit – it's a pretty cool step for the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Absolutely. And the Midwest in general because mm -hmm. um, I, I had applied for a few coaches at like high school level and they were like, yeah, we're not there yet. Like the world is not there yet, but – Thanks for trying. It's and catching so up. I, I, yes, yeah, slowly. Yeah, I was like, you could be the first, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be. But I, so I, I tried, I've applied for like three times to coach boys at the high school or middle school level to no avail. And then this came along and I was like, yeah, me, pick me. I want to mm -hmm. do this. And in a small town, you know, we're a little... Some people were a little hesitant, and uh, I was just like, I am pretty sure this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Like, you know, I I don't know how else to tell this to you guys because they were like, oh, we got to find somebody who's got the time, who's got the passion, who's got the knowledge, you know, running down all these things. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know how to – there's like that giant elephant in the room. Me? Hello? I'm right here. Like <laughs> – I know I have a vagina, but I'm right here. Hello. And yeah. So, I mean, I had to put my little foot down a little bit and was like, hey, who, who are you going to find in like a 25 to 30 mile radius that has right. the qualifications I do? That's a male even. You're just That's not true. going to. So like, I hate to sound like, you know, a brat because I really am not about that, but here I am like and I made the world team this year or in 2015 right you know, so I mean I like there's your credentials like, speak for themselves <laughs> yes aside from the fact that I have boobs and I'm like five foot two like I know I'm I know but I can't change that so <laughs> it just is what it is just pick me and they gave me a chance and so it was a sort of interesting experiment in sociology if you will that a woman is running a wrestling program in a 
wrestling community, right? I mean, we're mm-hmm. in Iowa, in yeah. the heartland. Yeah. And <laughs> coaching boys, we had 80, 80 kids that I coached wow. this winter. Wow. And my 25 girls. And so that was like our preschool on up through eighth grade that I had. And at first, I think people were a little bit um, leery or skeptical. And then by the mid-season, end of the season, they were like, this was the greatest idea ever. (laughs) Wrestling needs a woman's touch. Like, there's so much, like, the little details are thought of. And the toilets are so much cleaner. And, like, (laughs) these boys, like, they just, especially the little ones, like, they, sometimes they just need hugs instead of. It's true. Tough it's love, true. you know, sometimes they true. need like, it's okay, honey, you know, they need that. And mm-hmm. that like in our culture is not okay for a man to, you know, always hug on a little boy, but being a mom, you know, like I can hug these little boys and give them love or even the bigger ones. Like it's totally okay. You know, right. I have right. these 10 year old boys who are like requesting me like I don't care who else you got going on like I need you coach right right which is great I I mean that that's great for so many other reasons uh, unrelated to wrestling (laughs) just just for for a boy to feel comfortable a recognizing that that that's what they need and then asking for it and and being in an environment that it's okay to do that totally and it and it it has this and I am not I don't know I'm not like a feminist in any regard. I don't think, um, I mean, I definitely don't want to be like, definitely not like the negative kind of, you know, man hating. Uh, I'm more of like a humanist, you know, like everybody should have an equal opportunity in this world. Like no matter you're, we're all breathing air, you know, I don't care what color race or gender or whatever. Like I just, and so I started out, you know, the season that way. I was just like, look, like obviously, Things are a little bit different here. We've got girls practicing alongside boys. You've got a woman coaching your boys. We've got men coaching girls. Like, we've got it all here. We've got autistic kids. We've got normal kids. We've got ADHD kids. We've got all sorts of walks of life here. And so the bottom line is, is respect is the rule. I don't care if you don't like them. I don't care if it's more work for you to be their partner. I don't care. But, you know, to the kids and the parents, I was like, I don't care, but the bottom line is respect. It just Mm -hmm. is what it is. And so if you're not cool with that, then this isn't the place for you. And everybody was cool with it. That's great. It's hard. I mean, at that point, it's hard. It's hard to argue with something like that. It really is. But if you, if I hadn't addressed it, I guess, you know, in the first, Part of it I felt like it could have maybe got away from me mm-hmm. and um, is, there's just a weird dynamic between girls and boys wrestling but I what I really wanted is for boys to treat girls respectfully and equally mm-hmm. and for girls in the same regard to like you're not gonna partner up with your best friend simply because she's a girl she's 20 pounds more than you when there's a boy, of equal caliber and right. equal size as you, you're going to go practice with him. You're not going to be a little brat. And, you know, we're not going to discriminate against, discriminate against the boys. The, we wouldn't want that done to us. Exactly. So also you need to know how to work alongside your peers of the opposite sex when you get to be a grown up. Right. Exactly. Right Now's now, the time you to practice. Act like a girl. Exactly. Yeah. Like you need to know 
how to function. You can't get all giggly and whatever these girls do, you know, when they're like around some boy they like. Well, what if, what if there's some guy you like in the workplace? You still got to get your work done, lady. You know, That's so true. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. If you have a crush on you. I don't care. In here, we're wrestling. We're not dating. Okay. Right. Like, no. So. Lots well, of life lessons we're learning exactly. this season. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of it too is just in in feeling, you know, it's it's respect for others, but it's also them getting to know themselves and what maybe their fear is around it or what they're worried about and kind of I mean, there's there's so many lessons in there. In just the Tons. the Yeah. The camaraderie and and, and and having to, you know, do things maybe that you're not comfortable with. Um, it, I mean, it's such a great learning opportunity from them, both in just experiencing it, but having, you know, someone like you too, who's been through it, who didn't have an opportunity like that. I mean, if I, I can only imagine what it would have been like back when we were both doing it. And if, if oh, gosh. there were even like a couple more girls, let alone a female coach, I mean, it would have been a game changer. I might have been a professional yeah. wrestler now. <laughs> who knows maybe <laughs> but i mean part of why i stopped doing it was because the environment wasn't welcoming i didn't i mean i i, I was there to fight <laughs> for the girls and and you know represent what i thought was important in bringing to the sport too and the, i'm which i'm sure you experienced you know in high school too just the oh yeah uh, it was hard it really is hard Idiots, yeah, totally. <laughs> you, you, you know, what's sad is like as progressive as I mean, California, they're we laid the groundwork for all that, but they they've got their own state now like they're they're good to go like mm -hmm. they have fully. It's just awesome what's happening in California out here in the Midwest. We're like 10 years behind. Yeah, where California is. And I've got a little girl in South Dakota. Actually, I'm coaching her this weekend at nationals. She doesn't have a coach. Um, oh, wow. she won worlds this summer. She won worlds. Like she went over seas and won worlds. That's amazing. Without 16 a 16 years old. She won. Wow. Yeah. And Very she time. comes home. She lives in South Dakota. They are like 20 years behind California. Comes home, South Dakota. And it's like, she's like the newspaper won't talk about it. Like wow. nobody will acknowledge it. I'm like, man, I'm ready to drive myself up to South Dakota. Seriously. And have a little Rana Heaton campaign. Yeah. Just it's a like they just don't even want too. to acknowledge it. That's terrible. Yes. And they are still like, I, there's little girls there that they will turn away from wrestling tournaments and cite Title IX. They'll say, oh, well, there's not enough girls to have a girl's bracket. So sorry, you got to go home. Okay, well, throw my daughter in with the boys. She's used to wrestling boys. You know, like this 10-year-old right. girl. No, she's used to wrestling boys. Right? Nope. We don't want her to wrestle the boys. Wow. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, like that's happening today. That blows my mind. I know. Because it, it happened a little bit back when, when I was doing it. It but, did. It, but not, and I think a lot of it, and this sounds, it might sound funny, but especially going to tournaments, you know, you're, you're, you're bracketed up and, and my name's Alex. So it's not short for anything. Yeah. So no, a lot of people didn't know that they were wrestling a girl until I actually walked yeah. out onto the mat. Up. Because they assumed I was a boy. And then they would look at me yeah. and look at the coach like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And he, the coach is like, well, just did do you, what you do. <laughs> did you ever have anybody forfeit? No. 
but the 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 their entire demeanor expression changed. It was actually quite entertaining for me. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. That's why I love tournaments where they just did like your first initial and last name uh-huh. because you don't know on the bracket right. and then they go to call you and you show up and hi, I'm a girl. Yep. Hi. <laughs> right, and you're here in the middle now. What are you going to do? <laughs> you just got to do yeah. it. <laughs> So I had a guy disappear. It was at districts, actually. That's what like got me to the finals at districts my senior year. I was like, cool, varsity, varsity level. Awesome. Like he disappeared. The coach was like, use his blood time, use his injury time. Like I don't care. I'm gonna go find him. That's great. They couldn't find him. That's so funny. So what would you say? Just being that you coach both boys and girls, is there a big difference in how you communicate with them when it comes to coaching? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and. I laugh because this is super funny because it, it it exists at the adult level too. I'm sure. <laughs> Males and females, they just receive information differently. They just do. There's no two ways about it. Even when, even with a tomboy kind of girl like myself, I'm still hardwired as a female. So when, mm-hmm. you know, my my husband, who's an elite powerlifter, is like giving me cues. I'm hearing, you're not doing that good enough when he's really just trying to coach me on my technique, you know? Right, right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> girls just, um, girls are about pleasing their their coach and their teammates and their parents and society. And boys are more about winning and competing and mm-hmm. Um, just performing, you know, they're, they're very, um, performance driven and individual result driven. Whereas girls, even in individual sports like wrestling, they are always worried about how, like how something would affect their teammate or their coach or like, oh gosh, they're going to be disappointed in me. It's that's so mind blowing or, or the other thing that girls (laughs) astonishing that this happens at all levels. Um, I mean, even the very basic, like elementary level, I, a girl will know how to do a move. We've done it a million times in practice. And of course, in practice, it happens perfectly because the environment is ideal. Well, in a match, nothing's ever going to be perfect. That's sort of the beauty of wrestling is it's like a chess match. You never know what's going to happen. And there's never in the history of ever going to be two identical matches. So it can't obviously be perfect. Well, these girls, well shoot a double leg which is just a takedown for all non-wrestlers they will go to do a move and it won't be the way it worked in practice and they'll reset Uh i'm like what the hell are you doing (laughs) not one of them not two like 80 percent of them go to do a move it doesn't work okay come back to start and it's funny because i looked at i watched my fight that i got terribly beat up on on invicta and I did that. Like I had a game plan and every time it wouldn't work, I would try to go back to the center and restart. I kept trying to restart like, well, that wasn't good enough. Okay. I'm going to do it again. All right. I'm going to start at the top, you know, like I'm going to get it this time. Rather because than just striving. going with it. Yes. That's yeah. so funny. I kept getting my ass beat. And even in the light of getting punched in the face, I still could not give up striving for perfection or at least my ideal of what I had as success in my head. Mm-hmm. How that. crazy is that? Like, even with getting punched in the face. It is crazy. But I but I totally understand. Motivator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, I mean, I yell at them, but I've obviously done it at some point too. And yes. I had my sweet husband to remind me that. He's like, do you not remember Invicta? And I was like, shut your mouth, okay? But that helps though. That helps you be able to understand where they're coming from, why they're doing it. Yes. And hopefully then be able to coach them or cue them in a way that hopefully they, they don't do it as much at least. <laughs> yes. And boys, I don't think I've... Maybe seen it maybe a handful of times from maybe mm-hmm. one or two boys. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. It's more like we're just going to go out there and scrap and whatever happens, happens. Right. Probably right. going to rip his head off. You know, like it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they make the best out of the situation. Right. And I don't know. I think a little, I don't, I don't really know where this stems from, but I'm really curious about it, but I do think that it's a little bit in the way that we raise boys and girls differently. Like boys, we tell them, go out there, go jump out of trees, go get dirty, go pee on the tree. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like go play with your friends, go dig in the dirt, go do your thing, go fall down on your bike. Girls, Mm -hmm. we tell them, hey, don't do that. You have a dress on. Hey, you know. Keep your legs together because you have a skirt on. Like, don't get those clothes dirty. We just got that outfit. Don't mess up your hair. Mm -hmm. Don't act unladylike. Don't be loud. Don't be bossy. Don't. And so what we're instilling in our girls is all of these little boundaries, like, for perfection. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to keep my hair nice. I got to. And I I remember being fourth grade in psycho and, like, not wanting bumps in my hair. Like, my hair had to be perfect, you know? And I. (laughs) I don't know, you know, my hit, my scrunchie had to match my socks. Like everything had to be perfect. And these days I just wear sweatpants and yoga pants and a messy bun. So <laughs> we're good now. But, you know, I, I think that with our young girls and even teenage girls, we're instilling a little bit of a perfection mentality in them, even though we don't mean to be. And with our boys, we're like, get out there, go get dirty, go try. Like if you fall, it's cool, get back up. Right. You know, and then so what does that look like as adults that those that is why probably we're not, you know, on an evil, even playing field and salaries and whatnot, because the men are out there trying and getting dirty, whereas the women are like, I don't know, that's just not right. I'm not going to submit that project right, or right, that right. proposal or right. whatever. Like, it's just mind blowing how I don't know. I saw a thing on LinkedIn that said men will apply for a job that they meet 60% of the qualifications and women won't apply for a job unless they meet 99% of the qualifications. Which is absurd because I mean, in anything that you start that's new, there's going to be a level of, of learning. A learning, yeah. Learning, adopting new things, and you're not going to yeah. know until you do it, but you'll obviously become better because of it. Yeah. I like really what you, you said about them trying to be perfect because – that's something, I mean, just, just you said it too, like it's something that translates into all the years. I, I see it in, in older women that I coach as well in this need, this internal desire to be perfect all the time. And when the perfection isn't met, they either give up or they're like, okay, now I have to start over again rather than yeah, rather than just, just going through the motions, you know, kind of cruising along and taking whatever, you know, failure or like slip up or something that's not what they think is perfect then they feel like you know they they have to start all over again it's just like the resetting in the match it's crazy it is and I sort of think this is why most of our population is 
I mean, granted, we've, yeah, we've got an obesity epidemic, whatever. But I look around, and I know it's worse in the Midwest than it is over in California, but I look around and I look at other women my age and moms and career women and whatnot, and, like, I see them having given up on themselves. That's what mm-hmm. I see. Like, yeah. you know, not everybody's, like, obese, They're, but they're overweight, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, they're not comfortable. You can tell, like, I, do, I, I pick up on this a lot. I, women who, like, pull their shirt out to, like, hide their fat, mm-hmm. like, constantly readjusting their shirt. Yeah. So now that I notice it, like, everybody does it. Wow. And, like, my heart breaks for those women, the ones who are morbidly obese, like, they need yeah. somebody different than me. They need medicine. I don't know. But these ones, like, right there in the middle, like, don't give up on yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like, it can be somewhere in between for whatever fits your life right now. Like, it could be perfect maybe when the kids are out of the house. That's why I think you see a lot of women in their 40s, like, doing bodybuilding, and they're rocking it because they've got the time, the money, the energy, you know, and they're, like, all dialed in. Well, when you're chasing around kids and like you're last on the list it's easy to just give up on yourself because like well it's not going to be perfect i'm not going to have a six pack so you know why even go through it why even bother yeah like why even mm-hmm. try i'm just going to eat m&ms and mountain dew like i don't lady tell me that and i was like oh, oh wow. well mm-hmm. like you could have m&ms on carb night right <laughs> <laughs> we can make that work if you wanted yeah, it to yeah i could make this work well, it also makes me just think of, you know, for those women who do have children, especially girls, what they're seeing in in their moms being that way. That's what I mean. When is the, when is the obesity epidemic going to end? Right. It's exactly. it's going it's to be a vicious doing, cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if we're not living what we tell our kids and we're not taking care of ourselves, like they... Kids are always a result of their environment. They just are. So whether you think that you're like telling them all the right things or dressing them the right way or you feed them differently, Mm -hmm. they're still going to be what they inherently know and learn and are around all the time. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is. So, I mean, if you're looking in the mirror and you're always adjusting your shirt and you're like, oh, I feel fat or, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. Like. That's what they're going to hear mm-hmm. and know and be. Yep. And so, you know, I don't make it to the gym all the time, but, you know, I might get a little bit like I did a little like circuit workout this morning with some of my ladies. Right. And so, I'm not, no, I'm not going to like lift heavy tonight or probably not tomorrow, but I got something in. Right. You know, and it's not like my ideal plan. And, you know, I'm coming back off an injury too. So like nothing's perfect right now. And I just have had to tell myself like instead of <laughs> and I've done this before too after an injury, instead of like, screw it, I'm taking time off. Like I can't do what I want to do. This thing doesn't, my wrist doesn't work the way I want it to. Like I'm just going to eat ho-hos and freaking donuts all day, you know, and say screw it and I'll take care of it later. Right. I've which I, which before. we hear a lot of. I'll take care of it later. Yeah. I'll do it I'll when do the later. kids are out of school. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be a better time. There's never going to be a better time. No. There just isn't. True. And 
nothing's guaranteed. So mm-hmm. you know what? It's not going to be perfect, but it just is what it is. And it's been enough for me to like maintain my weight and my lungs and be able to bounce back into it easier than had I just said, screw it. It's not, you know, it's all or nothing. Like I can't do it the way I want to. I can't lift heavy. I might as well not do anything at all. Mm-hmm. No, you just find a way. Well, and perfect. I think there's something something to say about doing, I mean, doing any kind of a physical activity. You're, you're getting to know not, not only yourself like emotionally and, and like y- your will, but also your body. And that's something that I see a lot of in adult women uh, for those who just aren't present in their body at all, have like very little body awareness. Um, you know, they're, they're uncomfortable in their body. And yeah. that's, that's the only relationship that they have with it is the discomfort. Um, and so then they avoid it. You know, they avoid looking at it. They avoid thinking about it or doing things that make them physically uncomfortable. Whereas I think mm-hmm. teaching girls at such a young age, not only just to be in their bodies, how to use them, how to feel capable and strong in them. I mean, that in and of itself <laughs> is, is so empowering and something that will hopefully – carry them through their life and be able to then make uh, co- more conscious decisions about what's what's going to make them feel good, what's going to make them feel healthy, make them feel strong, you know, however they, they choose to use that down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if it's like carrying groceries in, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I know that I can carry the baby in on one hip. She's not a baby. She's like 35 pounds now. But I can <laughs> carry the baby in on one hip and like six bags of groceries on the other in a milk jug in the hand that I'm carrying the baby with. I know I can do that yeah. because I know what my body's capable. You know, I've no, I know it's done worse mm-hmm. or heavier. You know, mm-hmm. I know that like, so even, even simple things like carrying groceries, I don't feel bad for myself in that instant. You know, I'm like, I can do this because right. I've done harder things. And I think there's something, and this is so funny because this is like common wrestling knowledge, but that John Anderson guy with deep water, mm-hmm. like his technique, like that is <clears throat> what I strive for, you know, to take average people to is take them to that breaking point and then tell them like, you can do it. Just try. Please just try. Just try for me. If not mm-hmm. for yourself, just try. And and even with kids, you know, I'm like, just please just like two seconds. Give it a right. shot. <laughs> and <clears throat> because there's something magic on that other side of quitting. I don't know what it is, but it's kryptonite. It you know, is. it's like insane. It's a, mm-hmm. there's the brain's a powerful tool, and we live in like the comfort zone ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and we love being comfortable as humans. And so when you push right past the point of like, like you're already uncomfortable, it's not going to get worse. I'm not right. putting you in any physical, you know, danger. It's just your brain mm-hmm. telling you this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can please just give me that much more. And, and then they're like, whoa, that was mm-hmm. awesome. Whoa. You know, what right. What they didn't realize that they were capable of, that they now are, it's like. I, and it usually just know. takes uh, that one extra little push. The, like, the little, it's not like you have to put in a hundred times more the effort. Sometimes it's just no. like that little bit extra. And once you feel capable yeah. of doing that, you're more likely then to make a better decision down the road when, when you come in come across a situation like that again, if there's any doubt. The doubt is just there less often, I think. Definitely. Or and if it is there, you can like, turn it off. 
tell her to shut yeah, up. I, no, I mean, I've I done it before. Like I can do any, it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like any other muscle that you, you use it more, it gets stronger, you know, and you build on past successes a little bit and it just, you know, gets mm-hmm. stronger from there. Mm-hmm. So are, are there any other like, I don't know, phrases that you use or just just verbal cues that you find helpful in working specifically with the girls um, when, when they're, they're coming across that barrier? Besides just, you know, um, giving a little bit more? Like, is there, is there a constant, I don't know, something that, that, like a fear that they express behind it, whether it's the actual activity of, of trying or like a self-esteem issue? Oh, well, I mean, I, I probably like yell more at the boys than I do the girls for quitting, but you know, I, I do yell at them. I yell at all of them a lot, but, um, I, <laughs> it's funny cause I like have the, like, I want to be in their head. I want them right. to hear me. When, well, but also you do it. Hard. You also do it with in, not in a mean way, the way, cause I've seen videos no. of you doing that, but I love it. <laughs> and I think that it's. The con- like the conviction in your voice and the passion in your eyes when you say what you need to say at the right time, like that is received in such a different way than like being scolded. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell them stuff like, where does quitting get you in life? Right. Yeah. Where does quitting get you? Then I make mm-hmm. them answer me. Nowhere, coach. Where does quitting get you in life? Nowhere. Is that anywhere you want to be? No. All right. Go. You have one more all by yourself. You know, like stuff like that or mm-hmm. um like <laughs> what does cheating get you you know like if i catch him cheating like what is what does cheating get you that's good. nothing that's all good. right where are you going then with cheating nowhere okay go do one more the right way so i mean i'm constantly like it's funny because now they answer by the end of the season they answer in unison it's not just the person i called out like where does cheating get you nowhere like all of them and I was like I love it that's great great. that's great yeah that's good just like constant reinforcement constant and 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 so that means that they're I'm in their brain and that's Mm -hmm. what I was hoping for because you know it not not just in physical activity in life I you know I'm not just coaching wrestling like I'm I'm trying to help our you know the future of america with wrestling i feel Mm -hmm. like is more like what i'm doing than just coaching a sport so i want them to know like i'm not just talking about you cheating on that race i'm talking about you being a cheater like ultimately at your fundamental core right let's get rid of that right gets you nowhere in life and i've even got like this little four-year-old dude who i'm absolutely in love with like oh god i just want to pinch him he's so cute (laughs) he was having this it was maybe his like I don't know, first or second tournament. And he was getting pretty beat up. And mind you, he's only four. Right. And uh, maybe four and a half. But he was getting beat up. And he was like, it might have been his first one. Because it was me and his dad right there. And he was like, I'm done. He just tears in his eyes, sobbing, like in between Mm. rounds. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, Quinn, please. Like, we got it. We got it. If you don't want to do the next one, that is okay. You can be done for the day. But we have to finish what we started. So we're going to go out there, and we're going to be a good sport, and we're going to shake his hand, and we're going to 
finish the match. You have one minute left. Mm-hmm. You can do anything for one minute. And he's like crying in his dad's arm. Dad, no. <laughs> and then I'm like questioning my ethics, you know, because I'm like, oh, God, I, you right. know, like he is. He's not like in physical danger, but it is scary. And it's hard yeah. to process when you're four that somebody's trying to physically take, take you down. You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I'm like, no, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm like, Quinn, we got to go out there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you win or lose. Like, we got to do it. And he, like, wipes the tears off his face. And I was, you know, I wipe them off his little cheeks. And I was like, you can do it. It's one minute. I said, you go out there and you do your move that you're very good at. Because I know mm-hmm. that you're super good at it. And what does he do? He goes out there, immediately puts the dude on his back. That's awesome. <laughs> he comes off that mat with, like, a huge smile. And I was like, do you see what happens when you don't quit, Quinn? And he's like, yeah. And so he's like my poster child for it, yelling at all the big kids. That's great. Like, you never know. You might win, but you could have quit and you would have lost. That's true. Mm-hmm. So. And that, I mean, that's something we all need to hear. I mean, I wish, <laughs> I wish we could all have like a little cheerleader kind of walking around with us through life, to, you know cheering us on and and telling us not to quit and 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 being excited when we actually like do something that's uncomfortable whether we did it well or not just the act of trying and and I love when people surprise themselves like when they actually take that you know take that step take the leap of faith that or they just do it like I don't know what's gonna happen it might suck I might screw up but whatever I'm just gonna try and, and just yeah, in the act better. of trying. Exactly. I love it. That's, that's great. That's winning. Sometimes winning isn't always getting your hand raised. You know, sometimes it's just surviving. And that's what, you know, that was my motto when I started wrestling. That's sort of my motto in life. You know, like it's just things aren't always going to be sunshine and roses. Like it's not always going to be perfect. So right. sometimes just being and not like being like a victim mentality or giving up completely mm-hmm is winning maybe you just got to change your scope on winning you know like lower your expectations for maybe the day or the week or the month or the three months you know don't say you want to lose like 20 pounds if you don't realistically have 20 pounds to lose you know like right and winning I mean you can win in so many you can win in so many ways you know, it's not like yes. whether it's a match or like, you know, you're, you're applying for a job or you're trying to be su- successful on like, you know, a diet. Like winning doesn't mean – doesn't necessarily mean what's happening at the very, very end of it. It's everything that you've learned through the process along the way. Like there's so many small wins that can happen through that process that I think people don't consider it all. It's like you could be in yes. a match, you don't win the match, but maybe you mastered one skill within the match that you struggled with and you did it well. That's a win. Even if at the end of the it match is. you didn't. And I think that that's it is. And it's so important to recognize. It is. And I, I instill that. And I, um, you know, at first some like other coaches and even Rob, they were like, why are you celebrating a loss? And I'm like, because that kid just tried something he was scared of mm-hmm. last year or last month, you know, like I'm, I'm celebrating the fact that we did one thing very well that didn't work last time. Yep. You know, at least they tried it and it worked this time. No, we didn't win. We didn't get our hand raised, but like we didn't give up or like hell not getting pinned, you know, just like not giving up completely. Exactly. Cause you could just choose to lay there and not try just it's like true. in life. Like, Oh, I'm overweight anyways. I might as well. 
and then it's like a downhill <laughs> right exactly well because well, it's comfortable you know? like, it's comfortable and it's yeah, easy it is and and so like the older ladies that you're you know not older but mature women that I train I like you got to be a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so I have like little challenges for him like one week I was like I want you to pick a body part and focus on it this week like your favorite body part Instead of looking in the mirror and being like, oh, my arms look fat or pulling your shirt out or whatever, like we're going to focus on that body part that you love. I don't care if it's your eyes. Fine. Whatever. You know, or your skin. Whatever. We're going to find like a positive attribute about you. And then the next week we did like a personality one. And it's funny. It's not funny. It's scary that the resistance I got on this. They would have rather like ran five miles, not that I run, but they would have rather like do something terrible right? physically rather mm-hmm. than pick out something that they love about themselves. Yep. There's this weird, weird thing about I mean, it's, and it, going on. Yeah. And, then, and there's, a, there's a quote that goes around a lot about, you know, I work out because I love my body, not because I hate it. Yeah. Which makes so much more sense. And then actually going through the motions of what, you know, you would need to do to be healthy, to feel strong, to feel capable. It's it's just taking – it's like, okay, you want to be really good at your job. So you're going to do – choose all the projects that you hate the most to punish yourself <laughs> so that at the end of the day you get the job that you feel good about even though you all the stuff you did leading up to that you hated and, su- and it sucked. <laughs> right. Doesn't make any sense. Yes, and mm-hmm. no, no, not at all. And I, I, I guess the older I get, the more I realize that just being able to do those things is sometimes the reward. You know, like the fact that I can still wrestle with teenage boys and keep up with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sore the next day. I'm not gonna lie. I'm but sure. <laughs> I'm sure they're totally fine. <laughs> And I'm like hobbling around, feeling bad for myself. But I'm like, man, at least I can do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really lucky to be able to do that because then I look at some women my age who have given up on themselves and I'm like, they couldn't do that if they wanted to, you know, like it's, it'd be work to getting them to do squats and stuff. Like it were the women I train, like we couldn't do pushups when we started, you know, like Mm -hmm. none of them could do pushups and now we're doing pushups. When, like, they were doing something today, and I was like, dang, I see muscles in your back, and you've got triceps going on right now. Like, that's so, exa- th- so that's fun. That's the win, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's like the that's the reward right there is that, like, a few months ago, you were not capable of any of this. Like, right. you were on a downhill slope. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're like climbing up to the top of the mountain, and that's pretty damn cool. That is the reward, you know? Yep. And, and to get them to, like, stop and soak it in for a minute like look what you just did mm-hmm. that's awesome you know and being excited about it for them and with them it's like might as well give them a box of cookies they're I so know, excited right? <laughs> <laughs> do you find it I mean do you find it helpful when you're working with um women and, and noticing you know just just how they interact just like you said like the different ways that they you know you cue them on something and, and how they talk about themselves um, and, and able to use that in how you communicate to the young girls? Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, mostly girls of all ages. And 
little bitty boys is how, and women of all ages, is how I communicate, you know, like constant positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And um, I use that age old sandwich technique. Like, yeah, sandwich. that was a really good try, but like, let's try to keep our back flat this next time, mm-hmm. you know, and pop up out of the hole better or whatever. Yeah. And then like, let's see it. I know you can do it. You know, like it's constant. Um, and not that I'm like being insincere or fake about it like I genuinely get excited (laughs) to to give them positive feedback so and that was that was a learning curve too you know because I just feel like try harder Mm -hmm. why aren't you trying hard you know and I everybody's different you know Mm -hmm. you've got to tailor your coaching to the client and but women teenage women teenage girls are bad women horrible with being hard on themselves you know like so it's constant positive like and it's funny because they're always like oh I don't want Jessica to yell at me like the ladies I, I don't want Jessica to yell at me like I'm gonna try to do this right so Jessica doesn't yell at me. I'm like do I yell that much like I don't think so I'm so nice to you guys it could be worse but I think I am constantly like hey arm straight like hey make sure your back's flat like right, make right, sure right. you got good posture there like I'm constantly giving them like positive cues with like a positive inflection in my voice instead Mm -hmm. of like you know the way Rob talks to me like your back's not flat you know (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true we respond differently (laughs) yeah but a guy could say that to a guy and be like oh thanks bro yeah my back wasn't flat (laughs) (laughs) and then but that makes me cry you know I don't know I don't know right like but that's such that a valuable is. tool for you. Not, I mean, not only as a mom, because you have a son and a daughter, and you're going to have to adjust how you communicate with both of them. But being able yeah. to then tra- had to have that translate into your work and what you love to do, and and really like instilling these these values <laughs> into these kids that is so needed, so so needed. I mean, this. I went to school to be an elementary teacher. Partly because oh, I, I love kids and I felt like there were so many things that I could teach them that were so important to be taught at that age. It, it didn't work out, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching, you know, big kids now. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's crazy. It's the same thing. We're having the same conversation. Only they're more stubborn because they've been doing what they've been doing for so long. For and so it's really long and for so long. Yeah. yeah. Trying to break that pattern. Um, especially in, in how they think about themselves, how they feel about themselves, how they talk about themselves and trying to break that wall down is like, it's a a lot of work. Great wall of China right there. It seriously is. It seriously is. Just got to chip away at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But with that, that, speaking of my son and daughter, I just, it doesn't, I mean, you can't like label all men or boys the same and all girls or women the same. My son and some of the other boys I coach, like, very sensitive to feedback and criticism. Like, if you give them feedback, they're hearing you did this and this and this wrong. Mm-hmm. When you're really saying, like, hey, that was a really good try, but like, let's do it this way next time because that might be a little more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're not saying anything negative to them. You're not telling them that it wasn't good enough. Right. They're hearing like, I'm not good enough for you. That right. wasn't good enough. Right. That wasn't, you know, 
perfect. Like I got to do better. Like just constant. I'm not good enough stuff. Whereas my crazy, crazy four-year-old, I, I was teaching her like forward rolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't, you know, you didn't push harder. You didn't, you need to tuck your chin tighter. You need to push harder. Okay. Like this mommy, I'm like, that one wasn't quite good enough. Like I can just flat out, like she wants the hard, like honest truth. Like tell me how to do it then and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Whereas my son, I've got to sugarcoat it a little bit. Like I love you so much. And that was a really good try. Let's try this, you know? And and then I've got some girls who were total tomboys for the most part, like 90% tomboy. Mm -hmm. And they want you to be hard on them 90% of the time. But you had better not do it that other 10% or it's It's like meltdown city. It's true. It's, you don't love me. I'm not good enough. You know, it's crazy. So you just have to like really tailor it to the, to the person, but have in mind that there are definitely those gender differences. There's, I just found this book that I read. It's called Gender and Competition, How Men and Women Approach Work and Play Differently. Oh. And it's by Kathleen, Kathleen DeBoer, D-E-B-O-E-R. It's a super good book. I just dug it up so I could tell you guys that but um worth a read it's worth a read for whether you coach people or not or kids or just everyday life like even in work situations I think it's um it's important to know things like this right absolutely (laughs) just the general way people receive feedback differently you know males and females and then they're sort of different you know male like females and female like males where you have to tailor it a little bit differently for them too. But generally speaking, you know, it helps avoid a lot of conflict and a lot of headache and a lot of legwork. If you know some of these like cues and just understanding before that. And the lady that wrote this, she's a total tomboy. She's like volleyball coach. um, And yeah, she was, I guess, she sort like where wrestling women's wrestling is right now in the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. She was a coach um, at the NCAA level. Like it, it's sort of in the same like birthplace. So gotcha. they had her come speak to us and man, it was, it's, it's eye opening, you know, because before that I was just like, why are you trying hard enough? Like what, right? you know, why just try harder, do more, like complain less. And then I realized, I'm setting them back. Like right. I'm doing, I'm doing maybe more harm than good mm-hmm. when I'm thinking I'm just being tough love. Right. And so, yeah, it's worth, it's worth a read. For I sure. mean, even just for yourself too, to know how you might take feedback because a lot of people don't realize what would actually be the best approach for them. And I mean, even just True. like, you know, in a partnership, you know, in a marriage, like having your partner understand how, they can communicate with you in the in the most efficient way is like these yeah. this should be a book in school <laughs> these are invaluable sure, yeah. these are invaluable tools <laughs> yes we would probably have a lower divorce rate if we understood that you know because we're, and it's funny because like in the gym i'm like rob i need you to treat me like a girl at the gym okay like i'm not you i don't get angry at the weight don't slap me on the back because that's gonna piss me off at you not the bar like understand all these things 
Mm-hmm. And that I'm worried about perfection and all that stuff at the gym. Like, oh, people have a certain expectation of me. I'm Mrs. Quads like Rob. Like, my squat right. should probably be good. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a heavy squat. And I'm like, you got to treat me like a girl at the gym. Mm-hmm. At home, I wear pants. <laughs> okay? Like, let's just get that clear right now. <laughs> In arguments, I understand you have more feelings. I just want to know the point of the story. <laughs> it's no. true that we have so many different roles in, in, in yes. all the different areas of our lives. And, and it's it's interesting to watch how we can switch from one to the other and what carries over into the other roles that you might not expect. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Valuable tools. Thank you for sharing that book. <sighs> I definitely want to check that out. I definitely want to check that out. So we're we're almost out of time. Um, you know, I know that we cover like a lot of different things, but I think part of like the reason I wanted you to join me today and talk about this is because, well, I mean, a it's important, but how we teach our the the, the youth of our nation, <laughs> the the tools yeah. that we're giving them um, to to feel strong, feel capable, to know themselves um, on an emotional level, but also on a physical level, um, bringing that awareness in. And I think in doing a sport like this, especially, especially for girls, um, being that it's not the popular thing to do by any means. um, And it's teaching them such, such valuable skills uh, to become strong, capable women. That's not putting any emphasis on how they look which I think is critical, especially at that age. Um, and, and, and shocking, considering we wear spandex. It's true. I hated that outfit. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> the tightest outfit in all the sports. Um, yes. <laughs> you should use our picture in singlets for the... Oh, like, you're right. Okay, I'm making a note right now. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, but I just want to thank you for, for the work that you do. I mean, it's it's super inspiring on my end. I love watching you, um, and, and I'm just excited for the future of not only this sport, but just for young girls and in, in, in being able to feel like they, they can do anything that they want. Because I mean, boys too, but, <laughs> you know, being a, being a girl and, and having gone through that um, when it wasn't the popular thing to do, and it's, you know, it's still growing now, but um, I just I just want to thank you. I think it's wonderful, and I can't wait to see how much more of an impact you have on this sport and on on the girls. I'm I'm very excited. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I just Welcome. I don't know. I get my my theme word for like this this year, this little endeavor has been grit. I feel like our culture, our girls, our boys, like you name it. We just need adults. We just need a little more grit, and everybody can agree upon that. That's nothing mm-hmm. that can be argued. And all the positive benefits that wrestling has for males, physically and mentally and socially, like spiritually, all those same exact things stand for females, mm-hmm. if not a little bit more. Because generally speaking, a lot of girls have low self-esteem and they're hard on themselves and you know this gives them a positive outlet to take care of some of that you know either emotions or 
getting themselves in better shape or whatever, or hello, like a little more grit, teaching them how to be tough. Like, but did you die? That's funny. Cause my four year old's like, but I, I didn't die. And I'm like, that's great. News. <laughs> that's wonderful. So I must say that a lot, like, you know, at practice, like, yes, it hurts, but did you die? Do we need to go to the hospital? Okay. No. All right. You're fine then. Right. All right. Get back out there. And pat the back. And even with those little life lessons that yes, this is physical, a physical application of those life lessons. My hopes are that when they're 30, that's, that's going to carry over mm -hmm. to something mentally or emotionally for them. You know, when times are tough, like I know, you know, even recently times are tough. Rob lost his job this past winter. It, you know, that happens. Mm -hmm. We're a one income family and it was super scary. And there were days where I was like crying in the bathroom. You know, just trying to keep every myself together and like, okay, you can either choose to like go eat chocolates in bed and feel sorry for yourself and not get anything to done today, or you can suck it up, you know, bear down like this will, this too will pass. And, and yep. just like practice, you know, like this too will pass. Like I remember so many practices or workouts, they're so hard right then. Yeah. But then you get through them and you're like, whoa, I did that. Mm -hmm. What else can I do? It's and true. I remember just like telling, giving myself pep, literally pep talks in the bathroom <laughs> once or twice, maybe verbally, like, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I'm just telling myself like, it's all right. I'm tough. I've done worse. And so that's what my hope is, is for these little girls who are six, who I'm like, smack them on the back and send them back out there. Like, you're all right, go get it. Mm -hmm. That that will carry over somewhere in life for them. Even if it's just a little bit that hopefully they have, you know, that is my gift to them. And so the more kids I can spread the love to the better, you know, that's what I, that's what I figure. Well, you're doing a good job. And we need it so badly. <laughs> and let's get them while, let's, let's get them while they're young. If we can. Yeah, yeah. That's what I figure. But, you know, some days they make me feel like I need to start drinking. But other days I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. This is why. And nobody really, there's no glory in coaching youth wrestling. There's no money. You know, it just, but somebody has to plant the seed for them. Somebody's okay. got to plant the, the love for it and get them excited about it and mm -hmm. hope that carries on for 15 more years, you know, and then hope they pay that forward. So, right, right. you and know, that's, I, that's I didn't, the reward for sure. It is. And I didn't think it was that glamorous. And I found myself at a convention like, oh, I'm just a youth coach. I'm just a youth coach. And this super prominent guy in the wrestling community, he's like, hey, come here, stop saying that. And I was like, stop saying what? And he was like, Stop saying just before you introduce yourself. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Right. Because, I, you know, I'm here with, like, college coaches. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm just a youth coach compared to these schnazzy guys. Right. And he's like, you're not just. Like, you're more important than them. It's true. They have you are. If it's not for people like you. <laughs> like, so nobody true. wants to do what you're doing. And right. I was like, oh, okay. Right. You're literally setting okay. <laughs> the kids up for them. <laughs> like. <laughs> yes. You're you're preparing them, making it easier for them to do their jobs at that point. Yeah, I thought I just mm -hmm. had the pee on job, but then I was like, oh, okay, I am doing something cool. And so that's sort of what has I'm trying to ride this wave out as long as possible. I, I I think this is what I need to do. I think so too. 
just again watching yeah. you and and also watching how the kids respond to you it's working keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> don't stop <laughs> you've already won <laughs> yeah well thank you again i really uh, i really look forward to just watching this whole thing unfold and and expand and hopefully get spread all over all over let's do it I hope so too. <laughs> well, thank you again. Um, I will uh, uh, make sure to put all of your links to all of your social media stuff and your Facebook so people can follow you and watch your awesomeness. And um, hopefully <laughs> maybe if they have children and they want to get them involved in wrestling or any sport that that's going to also instill these, these values and these lessons in there. I think it's uh, and get in just to get our kids outside and off of the screen. Yeah anything yes. to get them moving so <laughs> thank <sure>. you again <laughs> and um thank you everybody for listening to another episode of her body and we will catch you guys next time thanks you've been listening to her body iofm with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jengel. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs>